Hello, welcome. This is Just Bloody Bite Size, a second chance to get a taste of some of the most interesting chats from the four series of the Just Bloody Post-it podcast. The ones that got away, maybe. I'm Helen Perry, your host, and this time we're looking back at a chat with the brilliant contemporary British artist Alice Sheridan, who I interviewed in series two about the online community that she's built up to power her work. Not just to buy her paintings, Alice also runs a membership for other artists who need to make their work pay. She's an artist businesswoman who recognises the unavoidability now of growing an online audience. We chat about video, control and artists getting themselves out there. I think you have a choice, really. You know, you can go the old school route, which is really, really hone your craft until it's fantastic and hope you get picked up by a huge gallery. That is a very, very, very long time of no feedback. It's a huge gamble. It's a massive gamble to do that. And the chances are that it's a gamble that won't pay off because very few people get to that that kind of level. It's not necessarily what we're looking for. What we're looking for is people to appreciate our work and to love it and to buy it kind of at the same rate that we can make it. We're not machines. You know, there's a certain number of paintings that I can make in a year. I don't need an enormous audience. So I think what you have to do is is accept that if you're not going to go down that traditional route, you're the gatekeeper for your own work and you've got to set your own path in that. And part of that means finding your audience, however you do it, you know, whether you do it through smaller galleries. But the thing that I've seen is smaller galleries tend not to be quite so good on social media. They're invested in their business, not your business. You're the one that gets to control your business. So you've got to be your own gatekeeper and decide when you're going to step up. And and I think, you know, social media is absolutely unavoidable these days. It's unavoidable and galleries look for it as well you know gosh they, it's like being an author you know because you know if you have that audience in place it's a fact that you have therefore got people ready and right. primed to buy what you make whatever that yeah. might be it can't help but be be beneficial really how do you keep it creative and rewarding if i'm honest i probably didn't find it as hard as some people do i'm naturally fairly extrovert although having said that i think i'm along with of the population that hates having my photo taken, doesn't like being on video, doesn't like the sound of my own voice, you know, all of those kind of things. I don't think anybody really does. But I think for me, it was part of that journey about accepting that nothing was going to be perfect. Part of being an artist is recognizing that not everything you make is going to be great. You're going to have things that don't go well along the way. And you've kind of just got to show up and do the work as you. And there was a little kind of moment where it clicked. And I thought, I can only do this if I can totally show up as the genuine version of me and not put on a front anymore. And that was part of shedding that idea of the traditional gallery way of doing it, where the artist needs to have a mystique and is held behind these closed doors. And I just thought, I just don't, I just don't, didn't buy into that. It didn't feel like me. Whereas this idea of, okay, well, here it is. Do you like it or what? You know, that's actually a little bit easier to manage. And yeah, that means that sometimes people go, no, I don't. 
fine. <laughs> yeah. We hear a lot of people say you've got to be yourself. You If you can really feel it inside and start behaving that way, it's very freeing because it really then doesn't matter when it's what you share is irrelevant or not to someone's taste. I had a really nice DM about you, um, Alice. The other day you mentioned me in an Instagram live that you'd popped up to do and someone said oh Alice is so good on video she should be on TV so I was wondering if you have any tips for people who are not feeling good about getting out there on camera let alone kind of hopping onto an impromptu Instagram live how did you get through that pain barrier you might not know this but one of my toe dabbles back to work was being one of those party representatives no not for Anne Summers for for Pampered Chef, which was kitchen uh, products. Yes, yeah. so you had to present. You did. Yeah. And I I kind of loved it, actually. I loved the fact that it was people in a room that I hadn't met, that I had to get the energy going a little bit. I wanted to make sure that everybody had a good time. You had to kind of manage your time a little bit to make sure you covered what you wanted to. So I think it was actually really good grounding. But tips for video... Uh, in the early days, my tips for video would have been go and put a bit of makeup on, wear a lipstick that you like, make sure you feel okay, because if you feel okay in your own body, then you're going to be better about showing up. Now, I tend to care less, although I lie, because on the days some, when I'm really grotty and my, like, I haven't washed my hair and I'm in the studio painting, sometimes I don't do videos on those days. So, you know, the vanity gets us all. But I think coming at it, you know, honouring the fact that we all actually want to look good, um, I think is is helpful in the early stage. Other than that, I would say it's practice, practice, practice. And the best thing is to just sit and think, what are the key points that you want to cover? Three things stick it on a post-it note, three words just to remind you, you don't need to write everything out, but just three things that you want to cover. And the other thing is don't wait. So much of video content is watched on replay. If you do that thing where you start and you go, oh, I'm just waiting for a few people to come on. Oh no, the death of a live because people just pop in and they'll leave straight away again. I, I actually yeah. started watching one last night and they the guys involved were waffling on and I left. Get straight to the point, tell yeah. people what the live is going to be about and crack on, you're right. Or even if it's not something that's critical because the reality is when you are doing it live, people do take time to get there. Have something to say. Don't just sit there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could yeah, you could just say what you've been up to that day or what you've just exactly. had for dinner and just say, wait, you know, somebody's gonna be joining me or something like that. Yes. Your advice about lipstick, I wholeheartedly uh, agree with. That was a real game changer for me. It's almost like I'm putting on my sort of Instagram mask. I don't I don't wear red lipstick in normal life, very rarely. The other thing that worked for me was finding a place where I felt safe and unembarrassed to appear mm. on video. For me, I used to go out into my back garden because it sort of felt like nobody could hear me out there whereas if I was in the house it's like you know husband rolling eyes in the lounge and the kids kind of coming in and out of the kitchen so find somewhere where you can feel as uninhibited as you possibly can and then just go for it. Yeah I like that point of being safe I think that's really important one of the things that I always recommend people to do for you know photography in general is find the place in their house when the lighting is good and even better if you can work out one that's a morning good lighting and one that's an evening good light afternoon good lighting and 
I think a lot of people often recommend that for video to do it standing up, you have higher energy levels. And I, I certainly would think, okay, if you need judging up, you know, have a good playlist, listen to that, be clear on what you want to say. But actually, I prefer doing lives sitting down. And I think when you just mention being safe, I think that's probably why. I think standing up, I feel a little bit like a TV presenter and it's a persona <laughs> that's not me. Doesn't you know, feel I, good. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> it doesn't, feel, it doesn't good. feel good. So it is very much about finding what does feel good, what will allow you to do that and then and then just doing a lot of it and you'll suddenly just not, you'll just stop being self-conscious. You just will, yeah. I promise. And enjoying it in the moment as well. I think there's too much chasing numbers and people are like, oh, only 300 people watch or only 200 people watch or only 30 people watch me join me live if you had 30 people in a room if you'd had 30 people at a pampered chef you'd have been like whoa exactly yeah and you know do you know what even if you have one person who is actually prepared to sit and watch you talk live that's it you've you've really strengthened your connection with that person yeah and even if nobody is watching somebody might watch back the replay exactly have no fear So three ways to be more Alice. See your social media content as control. You taking control over what happens to your business and your career. Accept its inevitability and get out there on video. You can do it. If you want to hear the rest of that conversation, and I recommend that you do, there's tons to learn from Alice. She's ultimately sensible. You can click the link in the show notes. To get the latest from me, sign up for my email newsletter, The Switch. It's read by thousands of people who are promoting their work on the internet every single week. There's a link to that in the show notes too. Thank you for being here. Back soon. Bye.